listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Preachers of LA After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Preachers of LA After Show. <laughs> I feel like clapping like we used to do on the game, right. but we, we got to come up with a preacher's up. Maybe Jesus, like we pray. Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> everyone, Bing is for doing, and we are here at AfterBuzz TV woo, doing woo. the first official after show for Preachers of LA. Yes, ma'am. I'm your host, Fallon Mercedes, with my beautiful co-host. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, Megan Thomas. We're back at it for Preachers of L.A. And girl, girl, low. I don't know. I, I'm scared that the Lord is going to put a lightning bolt on us because this this show here, I tell you, I love it. But oof, yes, a lot of controversy. Mm-hmm. First um, week, the first episode it aired at 1.1 million views. That's amazing. It made Oxygen History. It was the first mm-hmm. show to premiere on a Wednesday that had that many views. And it was um, trending on Twitter at number one. It beat out Justin wow. Bieber and Miley Cyrus in wow. trends. That's wow. how controversial this show is. Well, Jesus wins again. <laughs> he sure does. <laughs> now, okay. Aside um, of it all. Right. Let's be honest. I know you're Christian. Yes. Um, me and you have spoke many times. We actually go to the same church. Yeah. How do you feel about this show? Um, there's a lot of controversy because it's showing these preachers who are being flashy, who have these uh, these backgrounds or come come from uh, a different past that right. is not really looked upon in a great light. What do you think of it? Um, I will say this. I think if this show was only shown to Christian people, I wouldn't have a problem with it because when you when you understand some stuff you're not as critical mm-hmm. but i think there's a lot of people 1.1 million people obviously that have seen this and i guarantee you most of them probably have no relationship with god and so it, it's you can't really talk about this show without talking about that aspect of it because these guys their professions their life not even their professions but their life mm-hmm. surrounds a calling a calling about God. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very, very careful when you're, when you represent that to people. Mm-hmm. Because if you represent yourself wrong, you now represent your calling wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of why this show, I, I like it, but I don't like it because there's people that are watching this that will be confused and will confuse the lifestyle and the personal point of views of these preachers mm-hmm. and take that as what God says. Mm-hmm. And that is completely not the case. That's yeah. not true. I, I guess I have a biased opinion because I work for the production company that mm, produces, you are responsible for this <laughs> that produces the show. Um, but you know, I went in a year ago to the production company and I, I pitched the show and they showed me the, the sizzle reel for this show. And I told them, I said, this is going to be a hit. And then they brought me in and to see it manifest and come about. Right. I think 
think I think it's great. And, you know, um, again, I work for the show, so I get to see behind the scenes. But I think it's it's finally good to see uh, preachers be seen as real people. They're right. re- real right. people, too. I know I grew up in the church and I just felt a lot of condemnation um, because of things that I've done in the past. And I would say to myself, well, I can't go to church this week because I've done this or, and it kind of shows you that, no, like you can have a past, but you know, you can be forgiven as well. And look at these men who have these pasts, who are not, who are now leading thousands and thousands of people. So, um, you know, some people who don't watch the show because they seen the sizzle reel or they heard, um, you know, it has these things in it that are controversial. I say, watch it and make your own opinion of it, you know, and if you're a Christian, pray for discernment, you know, yes. and have the Lord reveal to you, you know, mm-hmm. if it's something that you can can approve of. And pray that don't nobody get turned away <laughs> yeah. by this show. This is true. No, but you know what's cool, too, is I'll look at the tweets and the trends. And, you know, there's a lot of people who say, you know, I didn't go to church for 20 years, but, you know, I seen Dietrich's story. And now, right. you know, I went to church for the first time. So, right. you know, even if it saves one person, I think, um, exactly. I think that's great. And I think, and, and speaking of Dietrich, let's talk about, let's, let's talk about some of these pastors here. I, I like Dietrich. His story is dirty, tarnished. It's, it's a crazy, it's what Christian, good Southern Bible built Christian people don't like to talk about. Mm -hmm. And he throws it in their face and I love it. And I'm so glad he does this. And, and just a background on Dietrich. Dietrich, um, grew up in the church. He is a pastor's son. Um, and he started preaching at 11 years old and he's also a well-known gospel singer. Yes, he is. So he's very well known in the church. Um, he was married for 15 years and they divorced, which is, yeah. You know, um, well, yeah, let's talk about that. Okay. Let's talk about that. Um, so, of course, Dietrich, leading his church in Detroit and being a gospel artist, he was married to Demita. And Demita allegedly had an affair with another gospel artist, Isaac Curie. And um, this is the reason why Dietrich said he got divorced. I mean, I'm sure there's probably other stuff, but mm-hmm. he got divorced for that. He moved to L.A. He meets a young lady named Dominique, who seems really nice. She yeah. seems really cute. She's sweet. And um, Dominique got pregnant. But the thing, the kicker is not only is she pregnant out of wedlock, number one. Number two is that Dietrich is technically still married by the time she gets pregnant. The divorce wasn't over yet. Yeah. So, of course, you know, when this happens in the church and you have a, a high position, you fall from grace, as they say. <laughs> so, you know, he, um, I went and looked up this story because I want to make sure I had it, the, the good, the right understanding of it and he does say that you know and and i'm so proud of him he puts it out there he says you know i'm not trying to put my ex-wife out there i'm not trying to put the business out there but there's people who look at my future wife and our daughter and have so much negative to say about them he's like you don't understand number one i moved to la as a broken mess my wife had cheated on me i no longer could you know preach at my church because i was getting a divorce all this stuff this one and he says that dominique helped save his life she said he says that he kept her, God kept, he's like, God used her to keep me from committing suicide twice. That's deep. And then he says, you know, we both went to God. We, I have not preached on any platform in any church for one year and I've paid my penalty for my sin. Basically saying that it's a private matter between Dominique, myself and God that we decided to have premarital sex and get pregnant. You know, that we've talked to God about that and God is cool with it because we've repented 
that's for God to judge us on, mm-hmm. not the church. So I will, I will agree with him on that. And I think people should stop beating him up. And he says that he wrote, he wrote a letter and he says that, you know, I'm not trying to put my ex-wife out there, but Isaac Curry needs to be a man and stand up and say what he did was wrong because now people are vilifying my new family mm-hmm. because of something that you and my wife chose to do, mm-hmm. my ex-wife chose to do. So I will say I, I give him that. And I'm, I'm proud that he, he put that out there yeah. because he was looking like the bad guy. Yeah. And I can say again, working for the production company, um, he was very careful of what was said and what was shown. He never wanted to show his ex-wife in a bad light. That's so good. that's that's something to be respected. You know, he was hurt and he still didn't want to drag her right. through the mud. So, All right. Good job, Dietrich. Okay, so let's move <laughs> on to another pastor. Um, let's talk about Hazlip. Now, Yay! Jay Hazlip is the only white pastor on the show, um, which is very obvious. But I love the <laughs> fact that he just... He, and I think it was the first episode, yeah. he was um, at the gospel concert. And he right. was talking about Gibson, <laughs> crip walking, and right. people crunking. And it was just cool that he's so open and, yeah. you know, he knows the importance of what they're doing and it's preaching the gospel. Um, a little background on Hazlip. He was a professional skateboarder mm-hmm. for a very, very long time. Right. and Successful endorsements, everything. Yes, like pro on the cover of magazines. Um, and with that, he part a lot. He got into drugs and he fell um, very far away from the lights. Uh, right. And then he was able to get saved. And once he found God, he never looked back. Him and his wife um, decided. Christy. Yeah, yes. Christy, who is also cool. I don't know too much about her, surprisingly. Um, but she was willing to be his first lady and mm-hmm. help him embark on a, a Right. new calling that he had in his life. I think that's so cool that all these pastors come from this, these different backgrounds, but when they felt God put their his hand on them, he was able to, or they were able to, you know, decide and turn a new leaf right. and be able to become these amazing preachers. Right. And I really like the Hayslips. I'll say that. We'll, yeah. we'll see as it progresses um, during the season, what happens with them. But I, they're, they're, they're my favorite. I, I would say, what so I really, really love about the Hayslips as well, especially Jay, um, he does not sway on his decision That's on good. being part of the show. He believes that it is going to help people. And, you know, these pastors, they are getting a lot of negativity thrown at them. And he feels right. like, you know, who am I to um, judge and who am I to hide anything? I come from this past and I want people to, he wants people to see that you can have a past and, and still change your life. So. Right. I like them. So we'll see what happens. I know his wife in this first episode makes the comment that she just wants to be like, she's a wife and a mother. And now Mm -hmm. she's added the role of pastor's wife. So I don't know how long they've been married, but it seems like Mm -hmm. that's probably something like, you know, she's like, he's busy all the time. And they're just trying to get the, get the footing together and get Mm -hmm. the timing. So we'll see how that goes on as the season progresses. Let's talk about the Cheneys, Mr. Mm. Wayne and Maisha Cheney. I love me some Cheneys. They, (laughs) how they're so freaky they are they are the sexy <laughs> pastors but it's so cute and i'm it so is. glad they have this little christian pda going on because i think that's a problem mm-hmm. god created sex he created that between husband and wife mm-hmm. there's nothing to be ashamed about yeah. that and i think we do a great disservice to people by make especially married couples by mm-hmm. making it seem like you know don't do that don't mm-hmm. hold hands in public why not you better yeah. kiss your wife and squeeze on her boobs like he did in the first episode. 
and they're like getting ready to make sexy time. Like I'm so glad they do that. You've got yeah. to. Like we have to. We have to let people know that marriage is not boring. Yeah. That it is something ordained and destined by God, and that it's a good, fun, healthy thing. It's and they not both negative. are sexy. They are. They are. They really, really are. They I are. like them together. They seem very happy, very genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, they really love each other, and you can see it throughout the show. And it's, right. it's nice to see that. So yeah, right. we're gonna classify them as the sexy couple slash pastors. Um, Freak. Freak. Freak nasty. <laughs> Another um, <laughs> pastor on the show that he's actually caused a lot of buzz along mm. with Dietrich is McClendon. Bishop Clarence McClendon, who definitely, and when I saw him on the show, I was excited because, well, at first, at first. <laughs> let me let me preface it by saying at first, because Bishop McClendon comes from a line of preachers. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I'm, I'm from Kentucky, which is, is considered Midwest, and I understand, you know, I've heard the McClendon name for years, and so I was like, yay, Bishop McClendon, yay, he's mm-hmm. on this show. Then I saw stuff, and then I didn't get as excited. But, um, yeah, he's caused a lot of controversy. Why don't you tell us about He why? really has. Um... You know, Man Cave, I would say Man Cave, um, and we'll definitely get into that in the first episode. Man Cave, he really just kind of spoke his opinion, and I don't think everybody agrees with it, right. uh, the world, and that was one of the big trends, and he actually had to, he went on his Facebook and elaborated, made this 11-minute right. video elaborating on what he had said. He didn't want people to take it on a, out of context, right. but the way it was said, a lot of people did, right. so um, he's kind of just, I would say he... People would say he's the bougie. The prosperity preacher. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and for those of you who don't know, um, Bishop McClendon leads, I think, what church is it? The, oh, Full Harvest International. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's an international ministry. He's in about 250 million homes worldwide for yeah. his broadcast. Um, you know, you see the Bentleys, you see the, the big house, the cars and all that stuff. So he's definitely, I would say the big money preacher out of everybody. Yeah. I mean, him and Jones are probably the Bishop biggest Jones, on the, yeah. biggest on the show. Let's talk about, um, Bishop Noel Jones. Um, Ooh, he Bishop is the city of refugee, right? Refuge. Yes. Refuge. I'm a refugee. That's all right, girl. We are refugees <laughs> for the Lord. <laughs> city of refuge. Um, and have he, you been to that church, by the way? You know, I haven't. I, I told myself, um, I need to start going to, I want to go visit all these yeah, churches. Yeah, we should. I because mean, I, I don't want, right. I don't want this show to be the reason. I don't want this show to tell me like, cause there's some stuff that goes on that's negative that we mm-hmm. see from certain preachers. And I don't want, I don't want my view to be tainted by what I mm-hmm. see on TV because I mean, obviously these, all these men have been called to do what they do. So I, I can't you know discount anybody's anointing mm-hmm. no matter what a show reveals yeah because there's editing involved too on shows so i do want to visit visit his church mm-hmm. as well as some others yeah and again you know like you are saying there's editing involved you know we're only showing certain aspects right. of what's going on and it's real but you only have a certain amount of time you know right. so and it's tv you want to make it entertaining so you want to show the interesting stuff so Lord, um, bishop noel jones <laughs> and i guess the interesting thing i could say about um bishop noel jones is that he is older, um, and he yes. had a previous marriage, didn't work, and he decided he's just going to get so invested in his work, and he loves preaching, and he's going to enjoy the things that come out of preaching. And in the first episode, you see that it is women. Uh, a lot of women love him, and he likes... <sighs> 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't mean it again. I'm not hating on nobody. I'm not hating on on Bishop Noel Jones's calling because they're like I rock mean, stars. They I, really I mean, are. yeah, but but here's the problem that I see with Bishop Noel Jones is that throughout this this episode, it mm-hmm. seems like he preaches for the sport of it. And obviously he doesn't, you have 20,000 members. I mean, there's, there's some kind of favor in your life, but. And are you saying that because he was getting stretched before he went on stage? It just, and- it, I, I don't know. We can talk about it for the next, I'll, I'll elaborate on it more when we talk about the second episode, but it just seems like it's, he's like, this is like, this is what I was born to do, but it doesn't seem like, because I know this is what God has me doing. It seems like this is just like, this is fun. I'm a rock yeah. star. And- but do you think it's wrong for someone to have fun in their calling? No, 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 no. not at all. Please don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. Mm-hmm. I should say that. Um, but I think the more the emphasis is put on, this is just fun for me to do versus this is what, this is a ministry. I'm saving, helping to save people's souls. Mm-hmm. I don't get that as much as I get the, this is just awesomely fun. I love the power that comes with it. That That's the vibe that I'm getting. So I'm hoping that it changes as I watch mm-hmm. the rest of the season. Yeah. I'll say that. And, and the other thing is, so of course, Bishop Noel Jones is the bachelor. Um, what do you think about preachers being single? You know, I think, um, I think in the Bible, it does say, um, that, you know, if you have the urge or there's somewhere in there that yes. says it, then to go on and get married. But if not, then stay single. So, um, I think it's a problem <laughs> right. when you're leading people on, women on, or maybe not leading them on, but, um, I think it's a problem when, I don't know. I think it's a problem. Say what you you feel, girl. This is what this is for. He's been with one woman for 16 years and he doesn't want to commit. I think that's a problem. I think it's a really big problem. Here's what I have to say about that. Because you go from being married for 20-something years, you get divorced. Okay, fine. Now you're living this bachelor life for 20 years later. You're still living a bachelor life. You have your little friend, Loretta. What does friend mean? What does a 16-year friend mean? Yeah. And... I don't really think it's just a friendship. I'm oh, not going to definitely not. That's we all because, know that without them saying right. It. Because Loretta has, it has bitterness in her heart. If you she notice does. in this episode, she's talking to him and she seems a little mad that they're still friends for 16 years. Yeah. She's, you know, this is, this is hitting somewhere special for her. Number one, Loretta, why are you sticking around with any man, Bishop Noel Jones or not for 16 years? Yeah. This is, he don't want you like that. I'm yeah. sorry, but if he ain't married you now, like he said, he's like, I'm too old to change. And she's like, no, you're not. Loretta, honey, Mm-mm. he not going to put a ring on it, boo. I'm sorry. I feel bad, too, and I feel like, is it, or maybe this is a question towards, um, that maybe you can answer. Is it bad for him to not marry her, um, being that he's leading all these people and, it, it, you know, he's probably telling people, go on and get married if you're doing certain things, and they have been uh, friends for a very long time. <laughs> oh, we're going friends. <laughs> right. They've been friends for a very long time. Do you think it's wrong of him to probably minister to his church to, to follow the scriptures and, you know, in that comes marriage, but he's not getting married. Well, I think it's, I mean, if that's definitely what's going on, because of course we can't sit here and say he's definitely having relations with his friend Loretta, mm-hmm. but I'm saying he probably is. And if he <laughs> is, I think that's a problem because yeah. Not even just for a man of God. I mean, if you are if you are a follower of 
this word which says premarital sex is wrong you're not supposed to be having it and you definitely are not supposed to be having it as a pastor in preaching yeah. to people how can you preach something that you're not living you've got to be honest about it you've got to be if you're honest about it then i'm like whatever because you're honest and you're like look y'all follow this word i'm not following it but y'all i messed up too yeah. <laughs> i need help you know what i'm saying be honest with it because there's salvation there's redemption there is there's healing when you're honest about stuff so, so do you think he's lying by saying they're just friends uh, i mean they're no, I think he's telling the truth. I think they're just friends. They're cut friends. He should probably add that in front of it if that's the case. What do you mean cut friends? Like, like friends with benefits. I think he should add that in there because I just don't see them just being regular friends. And then they're talking about love and there's the bitterness. Usually bitterness from a woman doesn't come if there is no sexual relations involved. Yeah. So I think he is doing, he's doing her dirty because she's been your friend probably with benefits for 16 years you're not marrying her you're preaching to people about a word and a text that says it's wrong Mm -hmm. number one and number two and then on top of that like for any dude you should never lead a woman on for 16 years if you're not gonna marry her just be honest like i'm not gonna marry you if you have a problem with that then you need to just go find somebody else if you if you want to be with me we're not getting married but the thing is i think he's told her that and she tries to tell herself that she's okay with it but she's really not okay so then that that means that bishop noel jones has a responsibility when you know better you do better you have you Obviously, the girl is blinded by love, okay? So she's not going to go anywhere because she really feels in her heart that you're going to change your mind even though you said you're not going to. Mm -hmm. So now it's on him to go, you know what, Loretta? You're not getting it, honey. I really, I don't like you like that. I'm not going to marry you. I like going around, hold my little dog with my fast cars. You know, I love the church groupies. I'm not going to be able to marry you. So I can't talk to you like that. Mm -hmm. But you're really just going to have to be my friend. And if you're not okay with that, you got to go kick kick rocks and go hit the curve you guys out there watching please chime in in the comment section below we want to hear it all because i know you have a lot to say and please tell us what you think on this bishop noel jones um saying that he is friends with loretta do you think it's wrong do you think it's right do you think he has a responsibility like megan is saying Mm. please let us know below now let's move on hold on i gotta say one more thing i'm sorry bishop noel jones i'm not again i'm not hating on you i'm just pointing out the obvious what is up with this little dog i think it's so cute i think it's so where's his man dog that's like a dog i would carry around yeah, it's definitely not a girl but, but that's, what, <laughs> that's what i love about it he has these fast cars he lives this lavish you know a life where he travels to preach all over the world and then he actually got the dog um uh, certified as a handicapped dog, so the dog flies with him. Oh my gosh! He's and a he service has his bows in this yes. dog's. Head. <sighs> I'm just saying, it's something I would do. <laughs> I don't expect a mega pastor to do that, but hey, you learn something every a day. A girly dog, um, which again, the fans seem to love. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll see more of uh, Bishop's dog. Now let's talk about Gibson. Okay, um, the Gibsons that I love, Lady Lavette and Bishop Ron Gibson. Mm-hmm. Their love. Now, I love the Cheney's love. I think their love is more young, more, you know. Freaky. Freaky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying that. Freaky, freaky love. All right, Cheney. Freaky church love. But um, <laughs> the Gibsons, I feel like their love is so pure. Um, right. Just a little bit of a background about Bishop Ron Gibson. He started off as um, a, crip. a crip. You know, he was a gangbanger in the hood, you know, slinging that, you know, that stuff. And then he got addicted to drugs. And he met his wife while he was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so cute. They were high school, high school 
sweethearts. sweethearts. And Lady Lovette told him, you know, we're not going to continue this until you clean yourself up. And then Ron had an overdose one day. And yeah. he said that's when he um, had a, a talk his mom, with the Lord. He heard his yeah. mom's voice. Call on the name of Jesus. Yes. <laughs> and he did call on the name of Jesus. And from that day forward, he has been preaching the gospel mm-hmm. ever since. And he changed his life. Right. And Lady Lavette um, took him back. And they have been having this ministry that's incredible. And right. um, a lot of people don't know or some of them will see throughout the episodes that people will find out but they do so much ministry. Like right. they have an elementary school. Um, I'm actually talking with them about doing some work in the Dominican Republic because they have oh, a nice. ministry in the Dominican Republic and I'm Dominican and it's just, it's incredible all that they do. And Ron, he still goes back to the hood. Right. And, he preaches. and, and I get a lot of people are a little concerned about that. But what he said is, you know, Jesus, he went back to Nazareth right. and preached to the poor people. He feels like he needs to do the same. He needs to go right. save the the lost souls that are in the hood and right. i applaud that they're one of my favorite couples on the show i like them I, I like them and i like the fact that also um bishop gibson started his church with my members um life church such of god in christ yes such a life kojic <laughs> yes nine members now they have four thousand members and that's that's nothing but the lord and i think their story has so much a story of redemption number one lady lavette hats off to you boo because a lot of women would have just been like you know i love him he's been my high school sweetheart mm-hmm. i'll just accept the fact that he's a drug addict and that he's out gang here banger. gang banging mm-hmm. and i'll just live my life like that and i think that is such a testimony that she was like you know what I love you too much to allow you to live like this. I will not be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's big because I think mm-hmm. a lot of women will do that. They'll just accept what they yeah. know is not correct yeah. because it's better. They feel like it's better to have somebody than nobody. So Lady Lovett shouts out to you. Yes. And when you pray for somebody, see what happens to them. Mm-hmm. You see what happens to them. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I think that, that there's a testimony in that. And also just the fact that, um, you know, he, he was a, a crip, you know, gang member and he still understands that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And even to the fact where, you know, he talks about JR being shot up. Mm-hmm. He's going to retaliate. He's like, I got to go back to the hood, babe. And then she's like, who are you taking with you? He said, my, the Lord. And my, then he says, my, my Glock. My Glock. My what do you Glock. think about, especially preachers carrying guns? Hey. I feel like, you know, you're going into a situation, he needs to protect himself. And if he's preaching to, you know, people who are strapped, I feel like there's nothing wrong with it. So wait, is the Lord not enough to protect him? As some people would say. I mean, I think, you know, we have our own free will and I think God does protect you. But, you know, if God didn't give us free will, I think um, life would be a lot different, you know, and right. unfortunately, you know, that's not reality, you know, like people do get shot. People do but I'm get saying, okay, killed. But I, realistically, so let's say Bishop Gibson goes back to Compton and, you know, some gang members roll up on him. Is he going to shoot them? No, I think he'll only shoot in self-defense. I think he's that smart, you know, if somebody is, is, I think, attacking him or trying to kill him, he's going to protect himself. 
I don't think he's going to go out and just shoot somebody. I don't know because uh, no, I'm with you, but I'm just saying, I think that's the reason why I know there's been some church people that talked about that and said they didn't like the fact mm-hmm. that he was carrying a gun because it yeah, sends a message. What? You don't like it, but how many preachers are going to the hood preaching to these people? I agree with you. You 100%. know, a lot of uh, uh, preachers who came from the hood, you know, once they get out, they don't go back. So hats off to Gibson going to the hood, even if you strap. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the strap part. I'm just saying. I don't feel like, you know, I don't know. If, I don't know if he really needs it. I feel like. But I, I feel like even rich people in their homes, they have guns that right. are in their house. And I feel like a lot of people don't find a problem with that. If, you know, if he, if McClendon has a gun in his home, is there a problem with that? Or is it because Gibson's going to the hood with his gun? Is that the problem? I'm saying I think that's more of a problem when you're going because usually technically when you have a gun in your home, that's like if somebody breaks into my house, I don't know what's going on. They might kill my kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I get that. But you're taking your weapon with you to somewhere. protect where I don't know. I don't know. You, you better, guys out there. Sign yeah. Off let us know. Below. Please. Is, is the Lord enough to protect Bishop Gibson or does he need that Smith and Wesson, <laughs> that Glock? We'll see. All right, let's break down and talk about the first episode. Um, yes. I guess we'll just talk about it while we're kind of on the subject where he goes into the hood and he speaks to JR and who, who is the other fellow? <laughs> and Rick uh, Dog. And Rick I Dog. had to let Rick Dog. Snoop Dogg brain. This is so real because we live in LA. This is so real. Like, this he is, is an OG. Yes. This is, Rick Dog is a true OG. He's been gangbanging. You can tell since he was young. And it's so funny because this is real life. I think um, what really got me was that Gibson uh, pulled out the obituary, was it? Uh, right, of, of JR's dad, Moppy. Yep, of JR's dad. And he was like, you know, when you were locked away, when you were in jail, I had to officiate your right. father's funeral. Right. And he was just talking to him a couple months earlier, right. you know, to try to kick the habit that he had, which he was addicted to drugs. So you see, you know, this gangster come become vulnerable and right. it's nice to see that you know people who come from these distraught past that are willing to open up and and he was able to go to the gospel concert right. and i thought that was awesome and he got right. on stage and oh well, i don't know about all that that's well okay i'll explain that but no i will say i do i do i appreciate bishop gibson so much for doing that mm-hmm. and you see when he starts talking to jr he talks about what they shoot you up with like was it this you know that's more lethal than it. like he he's really he speaking knew what he was exactly talking about. and so and I, and I appreciate that and i'm glad his testimony is what it is which is i came from this lifestyle i literally understand what you're going through yeah. i was there <laughs> like yeah. i know the guns that that you got shot up with i probably used a few of them you know what i'm saying yeah. he literally came from this life so i can appreciate that he really does when he talks to these guys he's talking to them from a place of understanding versus a place of like well you shouldn't you know Mm -hmm. what i mean a place of condemnation so i i i can appreciate that a lot and so of course they go to like you said the gospel concert that dietrich had as his introduction back into now this the was gospel a world. big thing for dietrich and right. um both dominique you know uh bishop noel jones said that they could come to city of refuge uh-huh. and uh, just a little background um city of refuge was on uh, dominique's home church right so when this whole uh scandal or you know the, her pregnant situation happened with dietrich they both hid from the church right um because 
everybody knew Dietrich as this gospel singer and they kind of felt ashamed. So this was their first time to step out um, and get back into the kingdom as a couple and to to do what they love and to right. to spread the gospel through music. And I just it, it, it breaks my heart when I hear this stuff because there's their story is not is, is, is actually popular as far as stuff. There's a lot of people that have done things. One of them being having sex outside of marriage. I mean, let's, let's be real. 90% of people from ages, what, 22 and up are no longer virgins. So really 90%? It's 90%, babe. It's high. So I'm saying we have to stop being so, uh, I don't know. Just like Dietrich is annoyed with this situation. I am too. How, why is it so unfair? Why do we treat them so ugly? We don't have a heaven or a hell to put them in. Exactly. Did they have sex outside of marriage? Is that wrong? Yes. Okay, but guess what? There's a baby that's here exactly. now. They're getting married. Who cares? That's one thing I do not like about it. I feel like they had to hide. They I, had to go. I literally feel like go hide. A lot of people will accept people having sex outside of marriage, but it's when the baby that comes along that's when all of a sudden it's a real big problem. And I feel like what comes out of sex? Babies, right. you know, like. It happens. Right. And I just, I just, it breaks my heart that because there's so many people who probably are like, you know what? I can't go to church anymore because I got pregnant or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I had sex out of wedlock. I can yeah. no longer. And it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, you messed up. The devil guess, is a lie. Right. The devil is a lie. <laughs> That's a lie straight from the pits of hell. No, but I mean, of course it is wrong and you acknowledge the sin that it's wrong, yeah. but you cannot harp on it and you cannot, the, the condemnation and the shame that is not of God. Yeah. So we have to be very Double clear, especially as Christians. You you can't sit here and allow people to to do this in the church. We are supposed to be saving souls. We save the sick. Exactly. Church ain't nothing but a hospital yep. full of broken souls, okay? Yeah. Broken spirits, broken people mm-hmm. where they come here to get healed. So why would you turn somebody who's broken away? Exactly. If they've messed up, that's when you embrace them and you say, you know what? Yeah, that was wrong. But guess what? God still loves you. He didn't yeah. He didn't kick you out the kingdom. You didn't lose your salvation. Yeah, and that's exactly. the problem. We got to stop doing that because that's exactly what Jesus did when he came and he was talking to the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. Boom. Check your word. Preach. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> of course, they get them to the gospel concert. They do really well. It's great. And then the benediction, or we'll say the altar call at the end, as we all know, if you're familiar with church stuff. And Dietrich was nice because he wanted um, Bishop Ron Gibson to play Mm -hmm. that part in his, really in Dietrich's mind, this was his event. Right. Um, And it was all his event. And we see that play out when um, Bishop Ron Gibson gets on stage and has the altar call and brings up, you know, these gang bangers. (laughs) JR and Rickdahl. Go ahead, Megan, take it away. Okay, so this is a problem I have here with this situation. Um, yes, this was definitely Dietrich's gospel concert. But what is the purpose of you having a gospel concert, Dietrich? It's not just for you to come out and say, hey, I can sing. Look at me. You have a message in your word. Your message, at the end of the day, you're a kingdom builder. You are you are re- literally trying to spread the gospel, okay, that Jesus Christ spread, which is about God and love. So, the most important part of any event that has to do with God is literally the altar call. You're trying to save souls, Dietrich. I don't care if you just sang for an hour and a half, two hours. What is important is that you save souls. So when Bishop uh, Gibson gets on stage, and of course he takes, you know, altar call sometimes takes a while. I'm sure that Dietrich was like, oh, we got five minutes. Let's, you know, 
you gotta cut it short like daedric what was your what's the whole purpose of your concert honey you, know, I you like forgot to, ministry yeah. for a moment you i forgot. would like to speak with Dietrich. um we'll have him on the show one of these days mm, and yes lord we got to, talk we gotta to him. ask him that you know looking back now watching the show do you feel a little guilty for rushing um ron gibson off the, the most stage? important exactly piece. so that's <laughs> what i had a problem with for for Dietrich. the other issue that i have is with uh something that bishop gibson said and that was First, he asked Jr. and Rick Doc to come up for prayer. Cool. Mm-hmm. Come on up. We're going to pray for y'all. Bloods and Crips uniting Pyrus and Crips. Or is that yeah. how it goes? Yes. Yeah. I don't know nothing about Pyrus this Pyrus is like the OG. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. The older one. Pyrus and Crips united together. Okay. I got that. But if you notice, the prayer turns into an invitation. It turns into almost a hijacking of you must accept Jesus Christ because he tells them, raise your hands. And then he tells them, um, say, repeat after me. I accept Jesus Christ. I, maybe that was something we didn't see. Maybe they had went, they went ahead and accepted Jesus Christ on their own. But the way it showed on the show, it looks forced. It yeah. looks like, no, I'm, you, since you up here, I'm going to make you accept <laughs> Jesus. Raise your hand. And that I had a problem with because yeah. that's not, mm, Jesus doesn't force himself on people yeah. like that. I'm not sure. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't think if there was more footage in that scene, but, um, yeah, I, most likely there was. There's so much footage that right. doesn't get to be shown, so they probably want to just cut to the important part well, and yeah, then let's, let's just hope that that's the case. But, I mean, if, just for people watching, yeah, that's not okay. If anybody ever hijacks you into salvation, <laughs> run, because that is not, that's not of God. feel it in your heart. There you go. Right. Don't let nobody be like, put your hand up and you accept <laughs> Jesus Christ right now. That's not okay. Um, so, yeah, so that was that. And then, of course, they go on to the man cave. Man cave, man cave, man cave. Okay, Which is cool. I want to go to the man cave. I want a woman cave. Actually, I want to live in the man cave. Right. That house is beautiful. So for you guys out there who don't know exactly what the man cave is, I'll break it down for you. So um, Bishop Gibson, he had this house uh, prior to the one that he has now. And he explained that his wife uh, clothes, her clothes and her shoes, uh, her closet grew uh, too big to... Uh, stay in that house. So they, she grew out of it. They decided to get a bigger house. Now he uses that house for, um, other men of the gospel to come and talk of worldly things, talk of church things. Right. To have a good time. They play pool. They watch right. TV. So Bishop Gibson decided, you know, especially after the whole getting rushed off stage, that it would be good for him to talk to Dietrich and to have all the other pastors on the show come down, have a good time, let their hair down and be able to talk about, you know, what's going on in society and in life. Right. And so, of course, um, Dietrich poses the question, should you pay a fee for the gospel or should people pay a fee to you for you to preach the gospel? What do you think, Fallon? Yes, no. You know, uh... I think there should be an offering. I don't think any of them should have a price. You know, if you want me to come and speak, that it's going to cost you this much to take me and my team, as uh, McClendon would say. Yeah. I think that's a problem. But I don't think it's a problem to have a preacher come and preach and there's an offering to the preacher. Because I know Hazlip, he was saying, if I can get this correct, but that, you know, um, I think he's been to a church so many times, you know, and during that time where he was preaching, he, he doesn't have them pay him. But during those times where he kept on going back and preaching, he sees the offering going around a whole bunch of times. And it's like, here you have this preacher, 
you know, spending money out of his own pocket to come right. and preach and say a good word to your um, church and you're passing the plate around four or five times, <laughs> I think, you know, you should probably give your speaker a little bit off. Right. Too. I mean, they, they had the gas, you know, flights, all yeah, that stuff. Flights, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's be real. I got to eat when they're in your city. All that exactly. stuff. So I get that. And uh, if, you got to think if these preachers, you know, are flying around like Bishop Jones is flying around right. where, you know, he is, you know, only home on the weekends to preach at his home church. And then he's flying two, three times a week out to different places all over the world. That's a lot of flights. That's a lot of food. Right. That's a lot of travel to be paying out of your own pocket. Right. And I, so I see, I see both sides of the coin. McClendon, of course, says that if this is my anointing, my anointing flows a certain way. You know, you understand that I'm here. I, I travel with people. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to ask you for money, but I am going to say, you know, this is all the people that are having to come with me. Mm-hmm. We got to stay in a hotel. You know, I, I'm sure he's not allowed. He doesn't want to stay in a motel six. So, you know what I mean? So I think I can understand what he's saying. However, I also understand what Dietrich is saying, which is you didn't start off with entourages mm-hmm. and assistance. Like God, God uses you for your anointing. You yeah. don't need all this extra fluff. That's just extra. And I mm-hmm. get what he's saying. Yeah. So I see both sides of the coin. No, I do too. Let us know what you guys think. Make sure you um, hit us up on iTunes and also write on our, our YouTube page as well. Yes. Um, but then there's another thing that I don't agree with. So, of course, people are looking at Bishop McClendon crazy like, eh, you're a prosperity preacher. You're acting like you need all these people to save souls and you really just need yourself. Okay. But Dietrich says, um, what if, oh, McClendon says, if somebody says to me that they would like for me to preach at their men's meeting, he says, you know, I might not be the person for that job. I literally, and he's right about that. And then Dietrich tells him, he was like, no, cause you always have a word. God gave you word. You go no matter what. Mm-hmm. And McClendon's like, no, 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 I go where God sends me. And that is correct. You can't just go just because everyone asks you to speak somewhere. You really do need to consult the Lord first before mm-hmm. you go, because he's right. He might not be the right person. Yeah. Him and his honorarium that pays for, you know, a staff of 15 to go. He might not be the right person. There is someone with an anointing that only needs one person, Yeah, you know, or just needs themselves to go preach yeah there's there's different ministries for different reasons and so i don't think we should vilify a bishop mcclennan unless they're doing something wrong unless they're siphoning money out of the church for their own personal gain i don't think there's anything wrong with preachers that have 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 stuff and then the preachers that don't have anything Mm -hmm. because there's a ministry in all of that Mm -hmm. god needs it all you know what Mm -hmm. i mean because there's some people that's gonna listen to the prosperity preacher that ain't gonna listen to the poor preacher and vice versa yeah so you need god needs to be everywhere okay people it's just my feeling men praise the lord i'll say one last thing about man cave it really did get heated though that is not like it was a very heated situation and i'll also say this i do believe it got so heated because here you have all these men who you know are leaders and you have you know men men not that they have egos, Girl, but they, got egos. Okay. they have egos. You, you get a whole bunch of men in a room who have, may have egos who, you know, have, um, a great following behind them and you're getting to them to go back and forth about, you know, touchy subjects. I feel like people are going to get offended. I mean, you see that on after buzz TV, us hosts going at each other right, sometimes, you know, right. so. And then the other part of that is, I will say, I think it was very rude of Bishop McClendon to basically try to say, look, son, that's a, that's a punk move. Like, look, little boy, when he called Dietrich that, he was like, you know, 
basically you don't know your word yeah. look and he tries to tell him you don't when somebody's trying to tell you about the word and you're erroneous yes and then Dietrich, and then Dietrich was like I'm not as young right. as I may look which he isn't um, and, as, and, and I don't think age determines how much yeah. you know your word yeah. I mean Jesus was preaching at 12 let's be real so I don't think it matters age wise and so yeah. I do think that was wrong for Bishop McClendon to do that to him but I, I do think it was right for McClendon to get up and walk away yes. Yes. you know instead of I don't think men of God should you know I think when things are getting heated I don't think they should you know break each other down they're supposed to build each other exactly. up exactly and so that is for biblical him, yeah for him to get up and walk away I did appreciate that I do too because yeah don't ever get into no fights like that with, with people who have a like that are like-minded, like-minded. And, and they have the same goal yeah. <laughs> as you which is to build the kingdom yeah so, very yes. very heated issue again please sound off in the comment section yes. and that really kind of wraps up um episode one right i don't know if we're gonna have time for episode two because there is so much is so juicy much. so much to talk about yes. um do you want to save that for next time we'll or do you save it for next okay. time so hun. we are going to save that for next time let's move on to news and gossip after Buzz TV News. So, word on the streets is, I'm pulling up my news, which is why you're seeing me do this. Um, so there's some people who are not happy with, um, obviously, as we know, this show. Uh, one of them being the mega church preacher, uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, and he slams this show and he says that basically it's junk. Um, he, he, he wants to make a clear distinction between his own ministry, which people would probably identify with being, the same you know, living a lifestyle the same as these preachers of LA. And he's just saying that it's junk and that's not true. And Dietrich Hatton fired back and said that, you know, he has the utmost respect for Bishop T.D. Jakes, but I was a bit taken aback and shocked when I saw his view on this show, being that he's a forefather in unorthodox and conventional methods of sharing the gospel whether it be through Megafest or partnering with comedians or Oprah. So he's basically saying like, Boom. you should, you live, you understand why we're a little unconventional. So for you to come out and say and try yeah. to distance yourself yeah. is actually wrong. That's mm. one thing I do appreciate about Hayden is, you know, Hayden. like you've seen Hayden. Hayden. Yeah. I haven't seen Hayden the whole time. <laughs> one thing about Dietrich is that, you know, he has an opinion. He has a voice. And right. we see that in Man Cave. Right. You know, he does kind of give it to you back but one thing he did not comment on and we have to bring it up are the leaked photos now uh, leaked photos leaked photos tell me about these photos what photos I've been busy I've been I've I've been in a in a nutshell for a few so after the premiere last week well not the premiere the second episode um Dietrich had leaked photos of him that um you should uh have what kind of leaked photos like all everything leak photos like, like showing his junk like you can't turn that on at work you can't look that up <gasps> at work you need NFS, nfsw no nsfw not safe for work not pictures. safe for work <gasps> pictures not at all i had to cover my eyes but what? um just to kind of bring you up to date since you were under yes, for a yes. little while me and um, some other people yes some pictures were leaked and uh they were said to be leaked by um somebody that he was cheating on um a jump off Somebody leaked them. Um, I'm assuming, you know, maybe from his past marriage, but there's talk that they were actually leaked by his ex-wife. But mm. 
there's no, you know, he he has not Dirty. he's not had said anything. He does say a lot about a lot of things, but he has not um he said, said that, anything about this. No, yet. he hasn't said anything. Um, mm. if it's true, if those pictures are really him, if it was leaked by his ex wife or uh, jump off or oh, all trick. we know <laughs> that they are in the on the internet and um yeah, don't. is it really him? There's one picture with him, and then there's one picture that is not safe for work, and uh, it's supposed to be. Oh gosh! Part of him, oh, you got to get that together. Get your life together. Um, but you know what? If okay, let's say that those pictures are from his ex-wife, right? And he was married. Right. I mean, the Cheney say sexy, you know, married. Right. Right. Is there something wrong with sending photos your to no. your spouse? No. I mean, I'm saying that, but anytime you send a photo, but that's your wife. Who knows? It Who? doesn't matter. Somebody can hack into your phone. You can I, lose your phone. I personally believe, you know, if that's your spouse, you sent them to. Right, you better use it with that Snapchat where them uh, <laughs> pictures disintegrate into nothingness oh, because you, you never know, know. Since Dietrich is not saying much, um, what are, what are you guys saying about the photos? Do you think they're uh, they're really him? Do you approve of people sending photos? <laughs> and um, does it does it take away any validity that he has on right. the show? Like, does it make you feel like okay, I can't trust him now? What he's saying, or how does it make you feel about him? He's normal. We'll see. All right. Do we have any more news and no, gossip? That's it, honey. That's it. If you guys have any more news and gossip um, that you want to talk about it, let, let us, us know. know. Tweet at see us. Yes. YouTube. And uh, we'll, we'll wait. We need predictions. No, we don't need predictions. Not this week. And now, oh, yeah. you're after Buzz TV. We, we kind of know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, we kind of know. Okay. So next week. <laughs> We are going to catch you up to date. Yes. We are going to ha- talk about the second episode, the third episode, and if we have time, the fourth episode. Um, and I promise you, we are going to get some of the pastors in here. Let oh, me know yes. who you Ooh. want on the show, and I will give them a call and try to get them in here. I- I'm your host, mm-hmm. Fallon Mercedes. You can catch me on Instagram, on Twitter, at FitWithFallon. Megan, where can they find you? I am Megan Thomas. You can always find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Meg Scoop. Hit me up. Do you think that I'm right about some of the stuff that I'm saying or you think that I'm wrong? That's fine. Catch me up because I'm all, I need, if I don't know the word correctly, please throw the Bible at think, me. Let think, me know. I think we might have to bring some scripture in the studio. Oh, don't worry, girl. I got the big Bible with I, the Bible cover coming next I week. I start quoting correctly. Yes, girl. <laughs> we need that word. We will see you guys next time. Thank Bye. you for joining us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye, The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.